This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far-left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Tuesday, November 15th. This is episode 396. My name is Dan Ellis, and I'm joined by two awesome co-hosts, Mr. Ryan Duffy. Oh, thank you for including me. And Mr. Taylor Grin. Uh, what? Huh? Huh? How'd I get here? <laughs> so, uh, Ryan, this evening has a very slick appearance. You have no cap on or anything. It's all oh, just... I don't. I took a nap and forgot to put my hat back on. <laughs> Yeah, you can now see how bald I am. I have not seen I have not seen that much skin exposed <laughs> on the top of your head for a little while. Oh, I'm glad you said top of my head because I've taken my shirt off a few times. <laughs> well, and I mean, we can only really see when you have your pants off if you stand up. But you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to stay sitting down. <laughs> I appreciate that very much. Uh, <laughs> and Mr. Taylor Grin. Yes. Hi. Ciao. <laughs> Ciao. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well real quick we'll just do a quick opening because there's a fuck ton of stuff in the news and we want to try to cover as much as possible so we'll have a an abbreviated opening this evening or for this episode i should say uh let's start with you mr uh duffy what's what's happening well sarah's friends came to visit and my liver got a great workout oh yeah yeah did you do some drinking olympics Oh, I have not drank till one or two in the morning for a very long time. Oh, I don't know that I could even do that these days. All I, all I know is I, I woke up, what, Friday morning? And uh -huh. my throat hurt horribly because apparently now when I get really drunk and I go to sleep, I snore a lot. <laughs> uh -huh. It felt like That's I was at a rock concert. That's, I, mm. I think that comes with age. It just, yeah, it's a thing that happens. <laughs> yeah, so that 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 that's what my last week was was a lot of uh, a lot of drinking, mm -hmm. and then trying to go hiking and being like, no, let's stick to flat ground because I'm fucking. <laughs> if been, I it's been a few rough nights, if I have to look down, that means my brain is going to slosh forward in my head, and that won't be good today. I need to I need to maintain like a horizontal level. Plane looking into the distance with my eyes because yeah. otherwise my brain's going to be sloshing around and that's more than I can handle today. L Luckily, Sarah's friends have turned into flatlanders where when we get to an elevation of 4,000 feet, they're like, oh, wow, I forgot what this was. <laughs> There's a lot less oxygen here oxygen now. Up here. <laughs> I yeah. forgot that you guys live in a really high uh, elevation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, years and years and years ago, I went and saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers in concert at uh, Park West at the time when that was still a thing, uh, when that was still a resort in Park City. And Anthony Kiedis was on stage and he's doing his jumping around and everything while he's singing a song. And he finally just stops in the middle and he's like, Jesus Christ, how do you guys do it? I can't fucking breathe. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm just living in California close to sea level. There's a lot more oxygen there. <laughs> yeah. I forget yeah. about that. But I, on one good note, I will be taking a vacation to Seattle in this next summer. Oh, Ooh. that's cool. For what? Just to, uh, just to go see there? Well, no, Sarah's friend is getting married, and she gave us her wedding announcement saying that they're getting married in June. Oh, nice. Well, that's exciting. So we will be going up there for, for, you know, a few days, maybe a week in uh, June of this next year for a wedding. I've never actually spent any time in Seattle. I like the SeaTac area. It's very nice. If you can get away to some of the more wooded areas into, into the national forests and where they've got tons and tons of little lakes and stuff, it's, it's a really nice area. I like it a lot. Yeah, I would, I would like to be able to either spend a couple of days before or after the wedding with just Sarah up there, just have some fun, but then also puppies. Yeah. Like, I, I hate leaving puppies at home. Oh, yeah. What are you guys going to do with your dogs while you're gone? Well, they'll have to be boarded. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's rough. Yeah. Well, fun. Well, what's new with you, Mr. Grin? Oh, not much. Um, I uh, I think I said last week that I went to Asiago. Uh, this week I went chalet. to... No, no, no. The chalet comes later. Um, okay. That's that's for New Year's is when we're going to try and rent a chalet. <laughs> no, um, this weekend uh-huh. I went to uh, uh, Trent, um, which is like a former holding of Austria-Hungary. And when they united with Italy after World War One, they agreed to continue being like semi-autonomous. So it's like almost like a micro state of Austria inside Italy. So the architecture is very different. Um, I can communicate a lot more easily because I just code switch into German instead. Most of the shopkeepers understand me, which is nice. Um, I speak <laughs> a lot better German than Italian. So yeah. That's fun. Um, and then looking at the trip to uh, Innsbruck, I think, uh, like a weekend or two from now, I'm going to be taking the next couple weekends off of travel just to let myself rest. Um, yeah. So. Well, fun. Sounds like you both yeah. are going to be doing lots of traveling. Uh, mm-hmm. In that vein, I will be traveling not next week. Next week is the week of Thanksgiving. And. Actually, while I'm thinking about it, I should alert our listeners to let you all know that we will be taking a week, maybe two off uh, uh, at the end of this month for the holiday and to catch up on stuff. And and there's some things that I need to take care of Uh, the week after Thanksgiving. I will be traveling to D.C. for work. And that's I'll only I'll be in the air. We fly in Tuesday. So I'll arrive in D.C. after traveling all day, sometime late afternoon, early evening, um, sleep at the hotel, get up, travel to the office there in Maryland, and work all day long. I'm sure they're going to be late night work sessions, and then travel back to the hotel, sleep, go back <laughs> go back into Baltimore, uh, or uh, where where the office is and work all day there again and then fly out Friday morning. So I would be nice if I had more time available to see some friends while I'm in town, but I don't know that that's going to be a possibility. Um, Hmm. Just I love the DC area though. Like all of the, 
it's just such a fantastic fucking place to go. All of the museums and monuments and architecture and history. Like there's just so much to see all oh, over. I love area. DC. Like, oh, I don't yeah. know how I feel about living there, but yeah, every time I visit DC, it's great. The last yeah. time I was there, I got food poisoning at the restaurant. <laughs> I had lunch at an hour yeah. later. I was on the subway and just threw up. And the dude <laughs> next to me was totally unfazed. Um, uh, and then uh, continued to go to a transit. Decemberists concert, which was amazing. Uh, yeah, I, I love DC. It's great. Yeah, it's a fantastic town. I love being there. Uh, during the summer, it can get very, very hot. During the winter, it can get mm-hmm. very, very cold. Uh, when I'm there, it should be roughly about the same as the weather here in Utah is right now. So, yeah. oh, welcome to much humidity. If you get the chance, yeah, there's yeah. really fucking good seafood out in the Inner Harbor in Baltimore. Oh, yeah? It's stupid good. Yeah. All right. Well, and, you know, I, I will be meeting with a bunch of coworkers who live there in the area. And I'm sure. Oh, nice. nice. I'm sure that we'll be going to dinner as a as a group at least at least one of those nights, if not both of them. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to some some good local cuisine that they will be recommending. Um. And and work is just stupid, crazy busy, uh, even more so. We're trying we're trying to uh, do a lot of things before the next Congress is is seated because yeah, that's just wonder gonna, why that is. It's going to be a total shit show. So let's get into it. We we'll just we'll break this out into the opening. We'll still be the irregular opening, but we're not going to break just for what's going on with us. Let's get into the newsy stuff. Um, oh. As most of our listeners, I'm sure, will know by now, the Democrats have repelled the red wave that everybody was expecting, including me. I think probably including you guys. Oh, it was yeah. more of a little mid-month spotting than a red wave, for sure. Yeah, yeah, a little, little, little pink splash, some misting. Like, <laughs> some- we, I, I did not expect that. Like, I, I knew the house was going to be lost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had hoped the Senate would be 50-50. Yeah. But the fact that the House is going to be so extremely close, like they might have a majority of like two in the House. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. The fact that we will we will have a have a majority in the House of one, which makes a way bigger fucking difference. You mean yeah. in the Senate, yeah. In the Senate, us having a majority of one in the Senate makes, makes way more of a difference than them having a majority of maybe like two to five mm-hmm. in the House. Well, mm-hmm. and, and I want to get back to that. First of all, though, let's talk about the House. Like one of the biggest things about the Republicans only having a majority by like two or three votes in the House. Yeah, they'll get to name the committees. Um, they're going to go after people like Adam Schiff, right? Mm-hmm. He, he might be lucky to sit on committees, Hunter. right? Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, um, it's going to be very difficult for the MAGA wing, the Tea Party wing, you know, the, the Lauren Boberts of the House yes. to really drag um, McCarthy around on critical issues, things like, you know, budget issues and that kind of thing, because there will be enough, like, California representatives who are desperate to win re-election in two years, who do not want to be on the record of having caused a government shutdown just to appease, you know, the maggots, especially when Trump is like 
kind of in the doghouse, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Like, I think that that portends well for us. There will be bullshit. They're going to be investigating Hunter Biden's QAnon which, child blood laptop. But, you know, which I don't even understand that in the first place. It's all it's all to a try to attack Biden in some mm-hmm. fucking manner. Mm-hmm. It's like he's not a politician. He's a public person. Why the fuck are I, I mean, I know why they're doing it, but still at the same hands, like how many other public persons do you have a congressional committee to fucking attack like this mm-hmm. besides Hillary when she was well, running? Keep in mind that there were press reports about Rudy Giuliani getting the information to do the Hunter Biden thing from people like Constantine Kalimic, which was Mm -hmm. the, mm, how do I say this? Um, Allegedly a Russian cutout for Paul Manafort, right? So Mm -hmm. there's your line uh, of attack right there. there, There's a few of these people who I kind of hope I'm like, go for it, do it. Because all this is going to do is expose your bullshit. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it it will. But the problem that I see is that there are there are people on the right, right, and and I would say it's the vast majority of people who are on the right receive their news from one or two, maybe three sources, and they're all super right wing sources. You know, they'll yeah. listen to they'll listen to shit like Dan Bongino. They'll watch Fox News constantly. They'll watch OANN and Newsmax, all of the super right wing uh, media outlets, and that's exclusively where they get their news from. Which, you know, becomes much more clear as as to why that's a danger when you see them say shit like, "There's no way Biden could have won the election because he just everybody hates him. Nobody even thinks he's that popular. Everybody loves Donald Trump. Have you ever seen any of the crowds that go out to, out to his things and and seen how many people are excited about him? Well, yeah, I have. I've seen crowds go out to Trump's events, and I've seen how COVID. fucking stupid they are, how ignorant yeah. they are, mm-hmm. how little they know about facts and history in the world." Yeah of everyday things that are going on around them, they get their news from one fucking source and that's it. And that's Donald Trump or, or people who, you know, are molded in his image. Mm -hmm. And then they project onto everybody else that, you know, everybody else is living in a bubble. It's not them who are living in bubbles. It's everybody else. And I think people on the left by and large know that they're susceptible to be, to be living in a bubble and we deliberately seek out news and information from other sources. I know I watch Fox news more than just a little bit, just so that I can see what the fuck they're talking about. So you're saying we're a little woke or we've awakened. (laughs) Are we woke or awakened? (laughs) I don't know. I think, I think they mean the same thing. I think, I think those two words awoke, woke and awakened. I think they mean the same thing. Mm -hmm. At, At some point, at some point, I think it would be good to have a episode where we kind of break down the like bullshit claims about so-called free speech, you know, online. Yeah. Um, but Especially one with the of the Twitter things going on. Yeah. Well, and that's so that's kind of what I what I wanted to segue into is that one of the things that I'm starting to doubt is the conjecture that lies can be defeated by truth, and because mm-hmm. social media has allowed for 
people to isolate, um, you know, to, to create deliberative enclaves, to isolate their sources of media, their sources of news. It, it means that even if the truth exists to debunk lies, um, their access to that truth is less available. Um, mm-hmm. I generally well, disagree with at least 50% of what Sam Harris says and has on the show. Um, but he had, he had uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson on the show last week and I couldn't resist. Yeah. yeah. So I listened and um, Neil deGrasse Tyson made this fantastic point. He was talking about communications technologies and how mm-hmm. it took like a few hundred years before somebody thought to use the printing press to start making like newspapers or that it took decades for people to think of using cameras for anything other than like movies, um, like say reporting the news. And Mm -hmm. he made the point that like, we have developed this technology of social media, but we may be decades away from the good use of that invented technology in ways that we just can't even conceive of right now because we haven't yet. Mm hmm. What? And so well, it that's really be, oh, yeah. yeah, like, along the lines that, that, of like radio about, was an like, effective propaganda tool, and now it's like oh, yeah. good for music and shit. But I mean, Sorry, like Ryan. when I look at social media, well, when I look at social media, is along the lines of what you're saying right there. I look at the fact that the algorithms <laughs> they build into it right now is what I see as the very negative effect of social media, because the more you search out one thing, the more it keeps you showing you that one thing. Got to so keep it's not your eyeballs that, glued to the screen, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not the fact that social media is bad; it's that it creates that bubble. It mm-hmm. keeps you in that loop of seeing the same things over and over again that it thinks you want to see based on your search mm-hmm. results or on who you spend more screen time on. But mm-hmm. but to kind of speed run what I imagine Neil's counter argument to that would be is that. Um, the algorithm is not a hard problem, right? It, it's difficult, but it's not a hard problem in the sense that it's not difficult to conceive of the solution, right? The, the solution is, is to create better algorithms, but the enforcement method of that is prohibitive because we're unwilling to limit speech through something like Congress and people's behavior is too, you know, ego driven. Uh, and I mean that in the Freudian sense, like ego and id driven, right? To, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to facilitate that. Um, but we can theorize what the solution to the algorithm problem looks like is to instead of driving algorithms to like engage views or clicks to, uh, you know, benefit good feelings instead of negative feelings. Like there's multiple books out and research papers on things like dark patterns and how to capture control. Uh, sorry, uh, not control, but like attention. And the biggest thing that drives attention is outrage, right? But you could develop an algorithm that instead seeks out and encourages like beneficial feelings, pro-social feelings. We just don't. Well, but that's, I, I would that's say, a, I, 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 would, I would say my counter to that though, is that right now the algorithm is driven towards profit. Yes. Right. Profit right. But even then not good. Mm-hmm. But, but my argument is, is that we can still hypothesize like the, the land that we would need to clear to establish a good foundation. Right. Yes. Neil deGrasse Tyson is making the argument that like there are things that we haven't even thought of that social media could be used for. Like we we can think of changing the algorithms. He's saying that like in the same way that it was imperceptible to people who were just 
rattling off copies of the Bible to start reporting the news with a printing press. Like we just haven't even like the idea has yet to occur to someone what else to use this tech for. So, Mm -hmm. but I I would also bring that back to where this conversation started. Mm -hmm. Um, to where the people who are in control, like whether it's a Victor Orban mm-hmm. or whoever's controlling and dictating the direction that that algorithm gets to go in. I, I reject that notion. Um, like Victor okay. Orban has no say in Twitter's algorithm or Facebook's algorithm. His, and he doesn't have the ability to regulate that either because that's handled by the EU. Um, America, same diff, can't can't regulate that, right? The closest that they can do, for example, um, in Germany, it's illegal to publish knowingly fake information about pandemics, right? They pass this after COVID. And so on Reddit, if you're coming from a German IP, you can report comments on Reddit, but like basically nothing happens. Um, so well, I like, guess where I'm mm-hmm. going with that is that is the current law. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but as we've right. known, when when bad people get in power, mm-hmm. well, what's the enforcement mechanism there, though? Like, because because in Russia, for example, Putin will dictate to Google that certain things can't show up on YouTube search results, but that yes. that really doesn't affect the algorithms, right? Right now, the algorithms of those things are ultimately decided by engineers working for Elon Musk or Mark Zuckerberg, which engineers working for elon musk at this point is a very well actually are there any left can we use the plural (laughs) on that yeah (laughs) do you have any engineers left Mm -hmm. i think he fired them all yeah hello everyone this is natasha helfer i'm a clinical licensed marriage and family therapist and a certified asect sex therapist and i guess i've had the recent experience of getting what i'm lovingly calling sex communicated from my mormon religion I'm also the author of the Mormon Therapist blog. I run the Mormon Sex Info and Mormon Mental Health podcasts. You can find pretty much almost all of my information on natashahelfer.com. And you're listening to The Godless Revolution. You're one of the finest people it's ever been my pleasure to know. I mean that. That's why I'm a little bit surprised that you believe in an all-powerful God who still had to supplement his income as a carpenter. That makes sense. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. Um, we have gotten a little far afield, though. Um, yes, we have. In, in regards to going back to the original thing, the House and Senate, um, if for some reason you're a listener and this episode gets to you before it's your opportunity to vote in Georgia, um, yes. Vote in fucking Georgia. Like we, so, so here's what we get for 51 people in the Senate instead of 50. Um, right now, one of the things we have in Congress is what's called a power sharing agreement, uh, which is where there's an equal number of Republicans and, and, uh, Democrats sitting on committees. And so for anything to leave a committee, there has to be like a long extended vote that occurs, um, with like opportunity to do counter arguments and bullshit. And this is for like appointing judges or passing budgets or just regular fucking legislation that needs to happen every day. Um, by having 51 members of the Senate who are Democrats, that power sharing agreement goes away. Every, every committee is going to have something like 11 members, six of whom are Democrats, five of whom are Republicans. 
and they can tell the Republicans to go fuck themselves and just pass things by assent. Um, yeah. It means that if Dianne Feinstein, uh, you know, does what fucking 89 year old or whatever women do, um, then we don't have to worry about losing the majority while she's being replaced. Right. Yeah. But I, I would say like, even like, so we got federal judges, but even just going lower than federal judges, we've had a nominee for, uh, to head up HUD for two fucking years that cannot be, um, uh, what do we call it? Like appointed, assigned, appointed mm -hmm. because yeah. the Republicans keep blocking it. So not even just like federal judges, but people that head up large organizations inside the U S mm -hmm. are being yeah. blocked because Biden put them up. Well, and, and also here's, here's something to keep in mind, right? Um, dear listener, please like, please just listen to me for a moment. I also hate Manchin, right? Manchin is a shit. <laughs> However, but mm -hmm. he is the only fucking Democrat who is going to win West Virginia. And you know what? Yes. 95% of the time he votes with fucking Democrats. All 100% of the time he helps the Democrats maintain their hold on Congress so that they can have committees and appoint judges and shit like that. We Unless want it has Joe to do with the coal industry or energy. Yeah. We, I, I don't give a shit. Like he can give kickbacks to coal because we're still getting better legislation than we've ever had before about global warming. Like, okay, deal. Mm -hmm. I'll take three steps forward, one step back. I won't make the perfect the enemy of the good. Right. And, and we want uh, uh, Manchin to win reelection in West Virginia. Like say yes. that with me. We want Joe Manchin yes. to win in West Virginia because he's the only fucking Democrat who will do that. Kristen Sinema. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. She can be replaced next election cycle. That's fine. If we can find another competitor who's as good as like Kelly, the fucking astronaut husband of yeah. Gabby Gifford. Right. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But, but here's the thing. If you vote for Raphael Warnock, then it eliminates the ability of mansion and cinema to vote in unison against something and like take the pressure off of each other. There are places in each of those individuals portfolios where they will or won't vote for things. They don't walk, walk in lockstep. So by having that extra member in the Senate, we eliminate their ability to stymie major legislation. And you're replacing him with a guy who literally preaches at, um, yeah. Um, uh, Martin Luther King Jr.'s church, right? Like <laughs> this guy is about as progressive are, as they fucking get. We are three atheists telling you to vote for a fucking preacher. For a preacher, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he does good. And and again, if this oh, yeah. episode gets to you before the election has happened, go over to Cognitive Dissonance. They're almost certainly going to have another campaign fundraiser. And if they don't, opening arguments will, if not both, like contribute to that fucking shit. Um, mm -hmm. Contribute campaign finance funds to Warnock so that he can win this fucking runoff. Like, do it now. Or, we'll probably or post something to the Facebook contribute. page. If you can't contribute, you know someone who lives in that fucking area. Get them out. Get them, them to, vote. to vote. If they haven't voted. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and I'll be... Great power. I'll be the other one. Like I'll, I'll be the guy who proposes, you know, misinformation. If you know a conservative in, in Georgia, um, discourage them to vote, <laughs> make them feel <laughs> like it doesn't make a difference anyway. 
You know, it's it's interesting because uh, the race is going to be between Warnock and Walker, right? Mm-hmm. And the total number of votes that came in for the top of the ticket in Georgia far surpasses the number of votes who were cast for Warnock and and Walker combined, right? So yeah. we know that there are a number of voters who just didn't pick either one. They voted for a third party, they, they, or they didn't vote at all, or they voted for none of the above. Whatever the case is, they just didn't vote for either person. Being that it's Georgia, I think it's pretty safe to assume that a lot of those people who abstained from voting for either person did so because of racist beliefs, right? They don't want to vote for a black oh. man, regardless of, of what party that black man happens to be a part of or a didn't member of. didn't even think about that. And so... When the runoff election comes around, the people who are going to actually show up at the polls are going to be people who are interested in maintaining our democracy and institutions. It will be people who yeah. are interested in in actually having somebody be a rep, a good representative for their state. So I think and demotivation chances, counts here. Oh yeah, yeah. And I think Walker's chances of carrying the day for a vote in under those circumstances are fucking nil. He's not. I mean, well. I won't say absolutely nil because we still need people to get out and vote. I don't want to yes. discourage anybody vote. from mm-hmm. voting by, by saying this is going to be a safe election that, but, you know, but we should discourage, you win. should go and actively discourage your Republican friends from voting under the argument that it won't make a difference for them anyway. It right. could, yeah. because if he wins because, and something goes wrong with a democratic Senator, the Republicans could take control, but you need to yeah. make your Republican friends feel as though their vote doesn't count. I will advocate I the, misinformation here. I don't care. Well, no, I was, just, I, was, I was just going to say in the short term, I agree with you. The long term, I disagree with you. In the long term, I would like to change minds. Oh, for sure. Like, uh, mm, we can do that when we, after we win. <laughs> right. Yes, yeah, that, yeah, that's in the short term, I can agree with you to, to, to dissuade them from voting. But in the long term... Because education takes a long time. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen between now and December. Well, and a lot of the people here's, that we're talking thing, about are, are purposely ignorant. Purposely yes. and deliberately fucking ignorant. They actively shun taking in new information that may change their mind about fucking anything at all. And they right. actively they're, vote against their own interest. Yeah, they're, mm-hmm. they're not persuadable by anybody who doesn't already exist within their little bubble. Yeah. But, but that being said, like I, if you dissuade a Republican from feeling like their vote matters, one of two things is going to happen, right? Either they will continue to be a Republican, I guess three things. They will, they will later become a Republican who does think their vote matters. They will continue to be a Republican who thinks their vote does not matter and they're not voting, or they will become a Democrat eventually, or at least an independent. (laughs) And at that point they'll reassess their values and say, Oh, maybe I should vote for the party. Who's actually been like passing legislation that helps people and they'll re-engage in the voting action. But in the meantime, it does no harm to discourage Republicans from voting. We should be doing that. Mm-hmm. We should be getting our hands dirty. Like I because fuck the, Republicans like they do. go low, we go high shit. Um, no, you know, one of the most influential pieces I've ever read was an article in the humanist magazine in like 2011, where they were talking about what we could learn from the gay rights movement. The biggest thing is that there are diplomats and firebrands, right? Mm-hmm. And, and both of those groups need to exist 
Um, they shouldn't step on each other's toes. You shouldn't be forced to be one or the other. Do the one that works best for you, but whichever of those things you are, a diplomat or a firebrand, go do that. And I will be the firebrand here. Like they have been using disinformation and misinformation for the last, you know, 15 years, 15, 20 years at a minimum. It fucking works. Um, yeah. You know, Russian propaganda models of discouraging people's Work. trust in the idea of good governance works. Um, and if the Republicans are going to run on the government doesn't work, elect me into office and I'll show you, right? Um, mm-hmm. We need to get on that level. We need to make them feel like their vote doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And if you disagree with me, that's totally cool. Play the high road. No, no, I won't no, stop no, no. you. But... I was gonna say I agree with you there because I even heard even even today on the news we were talking about what Republican that's gonna run run against Trump will be able to go as low as Trump is able to go. Mm-hmm. Like to to be as vicious and vile and lying as mm-hmm. Trump is able to go. Yep. Well to the top win two that contenders ticket. right now, the top two contenders are Abbott and DeSantis, Abbott of Texas and DeSantis of Florida. And let's think about what they've done. You know, about a month back, I believe it was, they shipped a huge amount of um, immigrants, asylum seekers, right? Some of them. Martha's Vineyard together. Mm -hmm. Abbott Abbott has been bragging about that shit today on Twitter. Yes. Yes. And and today, Abbott passed this emergency directive. and, and like as we record this episode, we are anticipating that Trump is going to announce a presidential run, probably, most certainly, to try and make it more difficult for the Department of Justice to charge him with crimes for hiding classified materials yes. in his goddamn basement. Something that if I did, yes. if I accidentally took my notebook home with me from work, I would be looking at federal pound me in the ass prison, right? Yeah. Um, and, and like, let me tell you what, we regularly joke around in the office now. Oh, no problem. I'll just put that in my like padlock basement room at Mar-a-Lago. Like that has become common parlance. Um, or like, hey, clear off your desks. The cleaners are coming through. Ah, oh, no, no big deal. We'll just put it at Mar-a-Lago. Like, I'd yeah. be classified that. Right. Yeah. Um, I just thought about it. Um, wouldn't it be nice? Oh. Right. So, so, but my, my hypothesis, the news is going to be coming out. You will probably have already heard this by the time this episode airs, um, good listeners, but Abbott is trying to like basically impose a sort of fascist regime of like opposition movements against illegal immigrants to include shit like avocado. We don't need your Fucking, commentary. Um, yeah, you know, avocado. stuff We've like gunboats coming to the border. Yeah deportation, functional martial law, like racial profiling, all kinds of bullshit. But here's here's my assessment of that situation. Abbott is not just doing that because he's a racist prick. He's doing that today because that will be throwing red meat to red voters on the day that Trump is announcing his presidential run. And it allows Abbott to do something to draw their attention away from Trump and say, no, no, Trump is running for office, but I'm actually walking the walk yeah, on the day Trump action. announces. Yeah, without without directly opposing Trump. You know, quote fingers yeah. there. It, it's not him announcing a presidential run, but it takes wind out of his sails. 
And it's him saying, look at, this is what I'm doing while I have this power that I have now. Imagine what I could do at mm-hmm. a national scale if I were actually given these powers that Trump had and pissed away because whatever reasons you want to come up with as a, as a right-wing talking head, right? It, yeah, he's, well, he's saying that, I, I mean, it, it's outlined in the thing that he announced today. I mean, he made it, he made it perfectly clear why he was doing these things because it includes... It includes things like deploying the National Guard to safeguard our border, uh, deploy the Texas Department of Public Safety to arrest and return the border immigrants who crossed illegally, uh, and deploy DPS to arrest illegal immigrants, build a border wall, deploy gunboats, designate drug cartels as foreign terrorists. Like All of the things Trump kept saying he was going to do, Abbott is now saying he's doing at a local level because Trump couldn't get it done in the first place. But that's not even to mention the fact that we still have people that are allowed to seek legal asylum in this fucking country. Which yeah, they're is not what, illegal immigrants. They're people seeking asylum, asylum, by and large. Which is what every single person that was shipped to Martha's Vineyard was seeking asylum, waiting for a court date. Mm-hmm. Just trying to make ends meet but between now and then. Mm-hmm. Which is the most, like, like if you are a humanist, like you have to look at that as being the most disgusting fucking thing you can do. And like Republicans looking for a better fucking life. Yeah. And Republicans could work to try to improve things at the border. They could work on comprehensive immigration reform, but they won't because it's mm-hmm. much easier for them to point to this situation and say, look how bad things are because we won't make them better. <laughs> look how yeah, bad exactly. things are because all these brown people are crossing into our country to come and take our jobs. But well, yeah, they're if, not if, going to do anything to actually improve the situation. So the fuck them, I got gave, If Republicans gave even half of a shit about um, illegal immigrants taking jobs, they would make laws and enforce laws against the businesses that hire illegal immigrants. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. But then at the it's same it. time, they will go, go on the news and be fucking irate about the fact that look at the... Uh, unemployment rate we need people we need workers we need people to do these jobs but fuck you immigrants yeah nobody wants to work anymore except the people that want to work but we won't let them in to do it exactly yeah oh you got me raging you got (laughs) me raging dan you got me raging (laughs) let's take a quick break here and then there is a ton more news that we will try to cover some of it on the (laughs) other side of this little break yeah Dan, calm me down. Calm me down. Show me that fucking little red panda again. You're talking to the wrong dude because I received feedback just today that says people love it when I lose my fucking mind about things on the show. So that's probably not going to lose my mind. I usually keep it calm. (laughs) Yeah. John, listener John McCullough uh, sent us a, a, a tweet to let us know that he likes when I lose my fucking mind <laughs> and get all, all right. ragey during during episodes so maybe that'll well, happen later i don't know we'll see if dan can calm me down we're gonna take a break all right <laughs> this is steve kuno author of the new book behind the mormon curtain selling sex in america's holy city it's the result of three years of interviews with sexual service providers in the salt lake city area and yes the vast majority of their clients are practicing mormons it's available through bookstores, on Amazon, or go to my website, stevecuno.com. Kuno is spelled C-U-N-O. 
don't satisfy yourself with buying just one copy. Oh, and by the way, you are listening to The Godless Revolution. Just about ready for the first pitch here this afternoon. Sitko making his spring debut on the mound, looking to bounce back from, well, a pretty disastrous season last year, where he had about as much control as an Amish kid during a rum spring at Burning Man. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! Welcome back, everybody. It was a very eventful, interstitial moment for us three podcasters, while you have been eagerly awaiting our return to the main portion of the show. Uh... There has been some news that I thought was very fun today. Well, unsurprising, actually. I think I think on Facebook I posted something along the lines of, uh, well, actually, let me hear. I can just see it. I can well, just find it real quick. That says that uh, everybody knows who Tulsi Gabbard is, right? Yeah. 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 Everybody's, everybody's familiar with Ms. Some Gabbard. Some love, some hate. She's the well, hot Hawaiian posted, Russian stooge, right? <laughs> yes. As I posted earlier to Facebook, quote, in a move that should... It, Jesus Christ, sorry. I'm, I've got <laughs> thick tongue like because me. I've... I've got thick tongue because I've been having a little too much tequila. Uh, in a move that should come as a surprise to absolutely no one but the most delusional and poorly informed among us, Tulsi Gabbard has accepted a position as a paid contributor for Fox News. What? <laughs> I this wish my history on the internet face. was better searchable because I feel like I called this one. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like everybody who wasn't like a uh, totally delusional Bernie bro or uh was only thinking with their with the tiny head in their pants knew that Tulsi Gabbard was a shit show. Like there yeah. she's she's and it's interesting because even even after I posted that today, right? There were people who showed up in the comments and were like, ah, yeah, I feel like she's really turned into a right-wing lunatic. No, no she's, she's always, always been. been this way. She's just now taken off the mask. Like, those of us who were paying a lot of attention to what was going on could see very quickly and easily that this is who she was. Hillary Clinton fucking called this in 2016. Knew <laughs> yeah. what Tulsi Gabbard was all about. Mm-hmm. And now, six well. years later... Yeah, the mask has fallen away. She's she's been promoting all kinds of election deniers uh, as far as who she thought should win their Senate races. She endorsed, for example, Blake Masters, Ooh. Don Baldick, yeah. Adam Laxalt, Carrie Lake, <clears throat> Tudor Dixon. These are all people that 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 uh, Tulsi Gabbard personally endorsed for this election cycle because she's an asshole and has always been an asshole and people fell for her asshole tricks way too easily because a lot of people thought that she was attractive. Well, I mean, it's just like I said, because Russian propaganda is effective. Yeah, it is. (laughs) To be fair, she says a lot of the same shit that Noam Chomsky and fucking Glenn Greenwald and the unfucking the Republic guy and Matt Taibbi and all those other like fucking people who make me think that horseshoe theory actually does exist. Like, yeah. <laughs> all of those folks. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. The the people who say that they're 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 like pre oh god what is the what is the name of the dude who is a is Pre-com? a media guy uh, no the the gay media guy who says that he didn't leave leftists the leftists left him oh behind. the guy ah uh, Glenn Greenwald the, uh, not Greenwald it's, no he he has he, like he has his influencer. own influencer he has his own show um you have god no idea how it. little that narrows it down uh foreign and especially these days right yeah um, right. I've been no, canceled he, he's, here. He, Donate to my Patreon. And, uh, he did the whole thing where dude. he was like, I'm coming back to the Christian right by throwing my gay wedding ring in the ocean bullshit. You have no idea Maybe how little that narrows it down. Maybe that's just, it's, it's the guy who, I mean, he's he's had Ben Shapiro on as a guest who Ben Shapiro said that he would never go to his wedding because, you know, even though he's friendly with this person, he would never go to a gay wedding because it's against his religious beliefs. Uh, I mean, even then I can at least say um, like Douglas Murray or Milo Yiannopoulos and neither of those he's, are probably Well, he's right. had Milo Yiannopoulos on his oh, show, but it's not Milo I was Milo thinking Yiannopoulos. Milo Milo was who I was thinking. God damn it. It's going to kill me that I can't think of this guy's name. And everybody in the audience is like, it's this guy, you idiot. And well, I, can't I was thinking Milo, but no. I was yeah. wrong. <sighs> Fuck. It's going to kill me that I can't think of his name. I'll, I'll probably anyway, blurt it out anyway, in the middle of a segment where we're not even talking about him. Yeah. X Let's, guy. What was his thing? Uh, how I don't did we remember get here when, from Tulsi Gabbard. When I started talking about, I don't, I don't oh, remember. Oh well, Tulsi Gabbard is horrible. Yes, <laughs> too um, much, too much tequila for sure. Sorry, um, but yeah, I, I, I like a lot of us called this way, way early in Tulsi yeah. Gabbard entering the national mm-hmm. stage that she was a shit show and a Russian asset who mm-hmm. has just been promoting and propagating a bunch of disinformation and nastiness and allegedly, so many people allegedly a Russian asset. <laughs> oh, sure. Uh, if she wants to try to sue me, she uh, go ahead. She's a public official or public person. Allegedly. <laughs> and, yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> well, I mean, from what I've learned now that Elon Musk is taking over Twitter, all we got to do is say the one word satire. Oh uh, uh, yeah. yeah, and we're we're parody. clear parody. parody, 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 yeah, parody, yeah. and we're we're done. Parody, this is parody. So moving on from from the the shit show that is Tulsi Gabbard, uh, I wanted to mention real quick. We talked in the opening segment about how making sure that Raphael Warnock wins the race in Georgia during the runoff election is still very very important, even though Democrats have now secured the Senate for the next Congress, right? We want to make sure that 50, 50. Yeah. We want to make sure that we, we still get people out to vote for Raphael Warnock because it's very important that we have a, you know, that, that tiny little pad of even one vote. But in addition to that, the 2024 race for Senate is heavily weighted against the democratic party. When we look at heavily weighted, your thinking it's worse than that. Right. And when we look at the senators whose term expires in 2025, we're looking at what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 Democratic senators whose term ends in 2025, who will be up for reelection. Can, do, you versus, mind, do you mind if I take this for just a second, Dan? No, no, no. 
I, I, I want to drive this point home to you, listener. The Republicans running for re-election in 2024 are in Wyoming, Tennessee, Indiana, North Dakota, Texas, uh, Nebraska, Montana, Utah, Florida, and Mississippi. Yeah, Conversely, Democrats are running for re-election in blue states as well as states like New Mexico, Virginia, Ohio, uh, Connecticut, West Virginia, um, Arizona, Montana. Like that, Montana. Yeah. So like I, you know, numbers aside, nearly, nearly twice as many, you know, functionally twice as many Democrats are running for reelection because Angus King and Bernie Sanders uh, caucus with the Democrats. Every single one of those Republican seats is a safe state seat. Something like a third to half of the Democratic seats are dangerous seats, are red state seats. Mm-hmm. Or, or at least swing seats for sure. Yeah. And so yeah. we need to make sure that we have as many senators who are aligned with the Democratic Party in this election cycle as possible so that it's not as difficult in the next election cycle to make sure that we maintain control of the Senate also. Um, mm-hmm. there, are, there are only 10 Republicans versus the 20, is there 20 or 21 Democrats that I just mentioned, and then the yeah. two independents, Angus King and, and Bernie Sanders. Yeah, it's, 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 close, to, it's close to double. And, yeah. and this also brings up another important point that I don't think is, is stressed enough for people who aren't very familiar with how our government operates. We have two controlling parties in the United States. You're either Democrat or Republican because the, the, the way that our system of government is set up is that whoever has the majority in the Congress, in the House and in the Senate is who gets to control how those houses operate. They're the ones who get to set the ground rules moving forward. They're the ones who get to determine what committees are created, who determines what judges are appointed and, and when those hearings are held. That is very, very important. It's why you can run as an independent, but even though you have run as, as an independent, you still need to declare who you're going to caucus with in order to provide that party on either side the power to determine who's going to control these things, who's going to be Speaker of the House, who's going to be the President of the Senate, or not the President of the Senate, but the, the Senate Majority yeah. Leader. That's how these things are determined. And mm-hmm. so you can vote for whoever you want, Though throwing it away on a third party is often just that you're throwing it away on a, on a useless. You're, you're masturbating. Yeah, you're, you're not really accomplishing your anything. Ideological enemy, actually. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's very, very important that everybody does get out who is able to vote for Warnock and actually does that. And anything that you can do to help in that area would be fantastic. Whether that's phone banking if it's that you're in the area and you can go actually knocking door to door in support of these people donating to warnock's campaign all of these things will be tremendously helpful to continue to try to maintain the institutions that we currently have in place and and defend and protect democracy as a whole because the right wing has completely abandoned a lot of that i shared with you guys earlier today in our signal chat back and forth about these things how nick fuentes has basically just said we we don't even need to worry about elections anymore or we shouldn't worry about elections anymore this is why we need a dictator this is why we need this person on the right is saying 
we should just get rid of elections. We just need a dictator because too many people are believing in democracy and in freedom <laughs> for people and in free speech and oh. gay marriage and equality for all. We need a dictator to say, no, you need to live according to biblical standards. And that's fucked. Oh, damn. Yeah. You sweet summer child. Nick Fuentes has said much more offensive things than that. <laughs> Nick Fuentes has oh, said... Yeah has said um, we should stop using the phrase uh, Judeo-Christian culture because that gives too much credit to the Jews. Oh, my fuck. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a oh, swell guy. He's a piece of shit. And I know, yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure you did a lot of research into Nick Fuentes because I mentioned that I wanted to talk about him and we didn't mm -hmm. actually do that, so my apologies for leading no, no, you No, no, you're good. I just had to brush up on the guy. I've written on him before. He's a, he's, yeah, he's, he was involved in Charlottesville. Oh, yeah. He's a total piece of shit. Mm -hmm. um, before we go, I want to make sure that we'll thank our Patreon supporters. That comes much later, people. Oh, I tricked you. I want to make sure that oh. we talk about some of the things that need to happen during the lame duck session. Because now that the election results are becoming less opaque, more clear, we see that the Democrats will maintain control of the Senate and the Republicans most likely will control the House which means that they're going to be in charge of appointing and creating committees to investigate different things. They're going to be all in on creating all kinds of bullshit investigations into Biden, in, into Joe Biden, into Hunter Biden, into Hillary Clinton, into anybody in the democratic orbit who is supporting and upholding democratic norms and institutions in order to install and pave the way for dear orange leader to come back and, and take the reins, right? They're going to do whatever they can, whether that's, Trump or DeSantis or Abbott or whatever right-wing lunatic fucking asshole decides to throw his hat in the ring to run for president during the 2024 election series. So what needs to happen during this lame duck session where Democrats still control all three branches? Of, uh, they, they control the presidency, the House, and the Senate, right? They, they have very slim majorities, but these are things that they should absolutely promote and get their asses working on as soon as possible. This comes to us from an article from the Washington Post editorial board, and the title is, Here's How Congress Can Make the Lame Duck Session a Mighty One. Number one on their list is prevent the risk of catastrophic default because Republicans have already telegraphed that what they plan to do when they come into power if And thank God they won't be controlling both houses of Congress, but in the House, they're going to do whatever they can to try to stop Democrats from being able to pass any kind of budget resolutions. They are going to shut down the government and be fully willing to put the United States into default on its debt by not increasing the debt limit to get what they want. They want to roll back things like the IRA. They want to roll back uh, student debt uh, forgiveness. They want to roll back. They want to make cuts to Medicare. They want to make cuts to Social Security. These are all things that they have said publicly that they want to do. Democrats out loud. To, yeah, out loud they, to everybody. They want to make all social spending programs have a expiration date of five years and be required to be renewed every five years. Mm -hmm. Hey, max. Yeah. yeah. Some of Which is, for one year. Yeah. And that's something that one of the presidential candidates, uh, I can't think of, of his name right now. Um, 
the Asian guy. Uh, wow. Shit. Oh, the, I can't. The other Tulsi Gabbard, the the businessman who ran for mayor of New York, um, Andrew yeah. Yang. Yes, yeah, yes. This is something that Andrew Yang yeah. proposed in as one of his as one of the planks in his platform when he was running for president is that we should set up that you know if Congress passes a law it should be up for renewal every five or seven years or whatever the fuck it was that he said as a term, which is fucking ridiculous when you yeah. think about. Okay, if the party in power is opposed to civil rights, then okay, I guess we'll just give a middle finger to every minority out there in the United States because Andrew Yang wanted to put this up for debate when fascists and Nazis are running our fucking government. Yeah. Instantly disqualifying for me when I saw that as as part of his platform. Uh, number two on the Washington Post's list is fight Russian aggression. Uh, it says... Congress should lock in economic and military aid for Ukraine while supporters in both parties still dominate Capitol Hill. To Russian President Vladimir Putin's undoubted delight, U.S. aid has faced bipartisan skepticism in recent days as some on both the Democratic left and Trumpian Republican right question the need to spend billions helping the country defend itself against Russia. In well, fact, not anymore, cost- but... <laughs> yeah, today's t- the events of today will probably solidify more support for Ukraine. <laughs> However, this is very high on the list of priority on the list of priorities of things that need to get done. Number three on their list is to protect democracy at home. Um, that we need to make sure that we that an overriding priority, according to the article, should be passed uh, should be passing a legislative response to the January sixth, twenty twenty one Capitol attack. Uh, which President Donald Trump spurred in part on the basis of his tendentious interpretation of an obscure 1887 law on procedures for counting electoral votes. Those are the top three things in this list of, gosh, I think there were, oh, four things. So the last one on the list uh, is don't let a wish list get in the way of realism. Democrats have a long list of other goals but a bipartisan bill guaranteeing same-sex marriage rights permitting reform bill that would ease construction of clean energy infrastructure, confirming more Biden pick judges and action on child tax credit. These are all things that can and should be done during the lame duck session before Republicans take control of the house and try to muck up everything for everybody. Well, that can need to be done. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. It will also be a whole lot of fun to see Kevin McCarthy try to manage and wrangle this unruly mob of fucking dipshits over the next couple of years because whoever the Speaker of the House is going to be has, holy shit, a huge task in front of them. And yes. I hope that Kevin McCarthy ages 20 fucking years over the next two years because he's such an asshole. Fuck that guy. Um, we have run out of time for this episode. Before we go, though, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters because y'all keep the show going. We love hearing from you. If you have any show ideas, anything that you would like us to, like us to talk about that we haven't recently, anything that you would like to like us to change, please let us know. We love hearing from our listeners. Um, you want Dan to be more ranty? <laughs> I can do that. I'm I'm easily provoked to anger. Uh, probably a little too easily sometimes. Um, but before we go, I want to make sure that we thank Ed Harris, uh, Kevin Shield, crucify the like button, leave a review on iTunes, and rate the show five times a day towards Celia Gray. 
Steve Kuno. Sinead Duffy. Tiffany Hudson. John McCullough, who is is uh, the person responsible for me getting a little bit angry tonight. <laughs> Ollie Olson. Vanessa. Alan Firth. Two skeptical chaps. Stephen Andrus. Martina Fern. Uh, Clank Trucking. I fuck that one up every time. <laughs> Zeus 9SO. Jonathan. Error 404. God not found. Updog Willoughby. Fuck. Updog Willoughby. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Marvin Draken. Scam Likely. Get a scale and find out how much a hen weighs. Corey Ebert. Don't be an updog. McKenz Peterson. All hail, Peanut Buttra. Jeremy Goodson. Uh, Utah Outcast. <laughs> Good news, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> We're almost done. I'm so Wesley close. Aaron. Sarah Segovia. Wesley Aaron, we love you. <laughs> uh, Theodore Sellen. We skipped one. No, we, we? we got everybody. No, we said yeah, Wesley we Aaron, everybody. Sarah Segovia. Oh, my list is incorrect. Your list is incorrect. Mean, oh, that explains why this. Tim Jacobson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Janet Uter. <laughs> Savid Akuna. Purple Dragon. And James. Thank you all very, very much for contributing to the show. We appreciate it ever so much. If you, dear listener, would like to become a Patreon supporter, you can do so very easily by going to patreon.com slash godlessrevolution, where you can contribute as little as $1 per episode. And then you get all kinds of fun and fancy things like the episode before everybody else bonus episodes every now and then clips from the cutting room floor, extended outtakes, all kinds of fancy stuff. We will be having a bonus or, or uh, extent, not extended outtake. We'll be having a clip from the cutting room floor where we talked about more political stuff uh, in between the first and second block and second and third block. Uh, I will be putting that together. And if you donate at least $5 an episode, Dan will let you touch his beard when you meet him at a convention. That's right. That's right. (laughs) I I will do that. Uh, Just do it gently. Ryan will let you rub his bald head. Um, Hey. (laughs) Just because I'm not wearing a hat, you don't got to announce it. (laughs) Thank you all very much for listening. Thank you guys for joining me. This has been a lot of fun. I'm going to go do dinner now and then probably work after that. I got soup. It's two o'clock in the morning and I have to wake up five hours. Oh, Oh, fuck. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for being a trooper, man. Uh, Appreciate you guys. Yeah. Love you both. Deno out. Yes. Ciao. Dinner time. I, I haven't been paying attention to much of this conversation i'm sorry <laughs> you're good you're good I, you yeah, do you? I'm, I'm getting other stuff other stuff set up for the show you're also the producer and the editor and yada yada so <laughs> um do you work? but i i did pick up on something about if you don't want to say something you'll say cut or something and ryan said you give us a sign or something Dude, else so so quite the opposite when when I do the little hand raise it says Taylor has something to say uh-huh. we're going to use that for the opposite of its intended purpose okay and if you guys hey. start talking about something that I am uncomfortable talking about uh-huh. um, or unable to by all means you guys continue talking um, but I'm going to put up the 
that thing. And that means I'm just going to stay silent until you guys have moved on to a different part of the conversation. Okay. Because that's, that's that'll be much better for me more. in editing because then I don't have to try to hunt down where whatever mm-hmm. happened that I'll have to remove or whatever. That's what I was yeah. kind of thinking. Like if we yeah. see Taylor do yeah. that, it's like, okay, let's finish up our quick thoughts mm-hmm. on this. Yeah. Then move yeah. on. And you guys do you. It's just one of those things where like, if you see me throw that hand up, like that means like, don't, don't turn and say, what do you think Taylor? Cause my answer is going to be cut, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's fine. Cool. Thanks. Fuck. My liver got a workout last week. Oh no. <laughs> with, with Sarah's, uh, old coworkers Sarah's friends in town. Being in town. I was like, yeah. like I needed to go to work to, for two days to recover, which is why I took a nap today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 